welcome, welcome, welcome to Tilt. Happy Friday, everybody. Well, let's call it Full Throttle Friday. You thought we were playing, but the real came through. I've been a believer. How about you? It's your boy OG, and if it's your first time joining us, Tilt stands for talking in lamest terms. It's only the beginning. Notice has already been served. We want nothing less or nothing more than we deserve. Because haters gonna hate and ballers gonna ball. Please stay tuned. Another one's about to fall. Full throttle Friday. No breaks needed. Let's go. All right. Let's jump into Friday real quick. Let's start off with this NFL thing. Detroit. Kansas City last night. I said... I think Detroit's going to make a lot of noise this year. How much noise they make, it's not just going to depend on their offense. It's going to depend on their defense, which has been horrible. It was the reason they lost a couple of games last year. Last night, they weren't that crisp either. But, you know, with Mahomes being down, Kelsey and the D, the D tackle, uh, Chris Jones, you know, they, they had a, hill, a lot of hills to up climb. But they still should have won that game. But... Needless to say, they lost 21-20. A lot of drop passes on the Kansas City side. As I've said, if you've listened to me, I've said this is the year that KC steps back. Every year they think Andy Reid's just going to magically fix everything. They think Mahomes is going to magically fix everything. I don't think so this year. They don't have a number one at the wide receiver spot. You can talk about Juju, uh, Juju the left and went to uh, the Patriots all you want. He was reliable. Cavani uh, is Tony. He dropped two major passes last night. It was ridiculous. You're number one. The ball hit you in both your hands, buddy. You're supposed to catch that. But Detroit almost botched it. I don't know what that OC was looking at. And he must have wanted Montgomery to be the guy last night because every time Gibbs, the Alabama rookie, touched the ball, it was electric. He only had seven carries. Seven carries. Uh, Montgomery got the bulk of the work uh, rushing uh, 21 times for like 77 yards. But give Gibbs the ball. Without that interception, they still don't win the game. But, like I said, I think this is going to be a down year for uh, Kansas City, whether they want to talk about it or not, <clears throat> whether Kelsey comes back or not. So, we're going to see. And then, the odd thing about that game last night, the Chiefs D-tackle that's looking for a new contract, he showed up to the game. I mean... What part of negotiations is, is, is that? It was a bad look. Bad move, Chris Jones. Either come into camp or get your agent to really do his job, but don't show up at the game. What I mean, what are you doing? Are you rooting for your team to lose so you can get your money? I mean, I've never seen that. I don't know what he was trying to get out of that. If you're going to be at the game, at least be on the sideline with your team if you're going to show support. But that was just odd. I don't have uh, I don't have the words for what that was, but the, that was the first time I ever saw that. Moving on, Joey Bosa finally gets his money: five years, 170 million, 120 guaranteed for the steroid boy. Yeah, I said it for the steroid boy. Him and his brother drug test him. I dare you. How about that? Moving on, Joe Barrow. Quietly inks five-year, two hundred seventy-five million, two hundred nineteen guaranteed. No fuss. I mean, the former MVP had to hold out to get his money. 
I mean, Joe's done a lot in the league, although he hasn't been in it that long. And then when you get pile on him about why does the black quarterback have to go through all of this and the white quarterback doesn't, the first thing they say, oh, it's what the market dictates. Uh, let's go back a little bit. When the market dictated that Dak made 40 or 50 million, oh, everybody was in the in uproar. But, you know, Joe, he's been to the Super Bowl, yes. But he don't have no rings. Like I say, it's... They like to say it's business, but it ain't really business. You can read between the lines. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying Joe doesn't deserve his money, but they're still in the uproar because Deshaun Watson uh, got the money he got. It's like every time a black quarterback gets paid, it's a problem. But when the white quarterbacks get paid, even the sorry ones, Daniel Jones, Kirk Cousins, there's no mess made about it. It's, the, it's, it's what the market dictates. Give me a break. Moving on, Mike Evans gave Tampa Bay one week to, to negotiate him a new deal. Will he suit up Sunday? Now, everybody's writing Tampa Bay off. Tampa Bay's problem is not talent, it's leadership. Everybody's down on Baker Mayfield. Like I said, you can say one thing about Baker. He's a gamer. He's got moxie. Will that translate? We don't know. And I'm always on the other coaches about being assistants. Todd Bowles is not a head coach. He's an assistant. I'm so, he's a coordinator. I'm sorry. He's just not. Check the track record. I mean, when he was with the Jets, that was a bad situation. He was trying to build it. When he got them to respectability, as always, they get rid of him. I mean, the job, like I said, they're, they're lacking leadership. Uh, unless they're bringing Bruce Arians back down on the sidelines, it's going to be a young year for the Bucks. Even longer year if they don't get Mike Evans in the fold. That's all I'm saying. Also, Jefferson. Uh, some say the best wide receiver in the NFL, he wants to redo his Vikes deal. Well, sorry to tell you, Jefferson, but that's not how it works. I mean, it's trending. People are going to hold out. I don't think Minnesota's going to do too much this year anyway, so it might not really be a bad idea for him to hold out, but we'll see. Moving on, more turmoil with the Raiders. Chandler Jones said, is left dumbfounded, said the Raiders sent a crisis team to his house for what he doesn't know. Look, if you don't want to pay the guy, tell him, cut him, do whatever. But sending a crisis team to his house like he's psychologically uh, demented or something. These are the same kind of tactics that got Josh McDaniels kicked out of Denver. He didn't learn, apparently. He didn't learn. Moving on, we're going to go into a little bit of college football. Duke. Beats down Clemson, 28-7. Now, I told you the Dabo reign is over. Uh, when Dabo came out with the opposing the NIL deals and all that, he got canceled by the brothers. He got canceled by the brothers, and somebody, I mean, either he doesn't think he has, but, yeah, Dabo, it's, it's passed, passed you by. You're, you're canceled. Uh, your team is devoid of talent on both sides of the ball. You tried to make a big Cinco, the scapegoat. He's out at Oregon, Oregon State throwing five touchdowns in his debut. It's all on you now, buddy. Your team is average offensively and defensively. And that star quarterback you were so hell-bent on getting up in there, he looked really bad. So enjoy your time. You won't be going to the playoffs this year, and you definitely won't be winning the ACC with Florida State playing like they're playing. Good luck, Dabo. Also, the Pac-12. The Pac-12 after one week, 
is undefeated. The Pac-12 is undefeated and they're disbanding the conference. Imagine that. Uh, it speaks to bad leadership. The year that they disbanded the conference, all the teams in the Pac-12 are under, undefeated. Undefeated. Imagine that. Moving on, USC quarterback Kayla Williams says he might not come out this year. But he's basically telling Arizona, don't try to draft me. I mean, you know, it's been done before. John Elway did it. Eli Manning did it. He's basically telling them not to draft him. And it's kind of, it might not work because Arizona, the way they're set up, probably going to be the worst team in the next two years. So he might just have to get drafted by uh, Arizona or set out a year. Who knows? But his dad saying he might not have to come out this year. Moving on to the FIBA and the NBA. Uh, the U.S. team falls to Germany 113-111. As I said, Kerr's coaching and the rotations starting Josh Hart. Once again, who picked this team? Who picked this team? We just lost to Mo Wagner and Dennis Schroeder with a team full of supposedly all-stars. I mean, the team is, they're young, and these youngins want everything microwaved. Just because you're a star doesn't mean to translate. You got to play defense. You got to be gritty. They all high on Austin Reeves and Jalen Brunson. They are not stars. I mean, I'm going to give Jalen Brunson, he, he's, he's a leader, but he not him. Anthony Edwards is him. And everybody figured out when they lost, when they lost that game to Lithuania, if you play them half court, you can beat the U.S. Because they don't play defense. If they're not running the gun and like at the park, you can't beat the Euros at their own game. They used to have to play our game. But they didn't, that, that's not how it worked out. Uh, moving on, uh, Luka Doncic. And Canada, Luka Doncic, they lost. Canada also lost. So what's really going on? These teams packed with NBA players are getting their asses kicked. Uh, I was pretty sure Canada was going to make it to the final round. But but they failed today. You're talking about Canada. They have uh, Shea Gillis-Alexander. They've got R.J. Barrett. They got Dylan Brooks. Lost to Serbia. Serbia. And Lucas' team has just been getting smacked around. Uh, you know, he's supposed to be the Jordan over there in Europe. They sure didn't treat him like it. Him and Dylan Brooks got kicked out of a game the other day. There's no crying in football basketball. Hey, I like it. I like it. But, uh, yeah, it's just horrible. U.S. goes down again. They need to repick this whole team and, uh, like I said, Steve Kerr, I'd rather have Spolstra coaching. At least he'd try to make him play defense. Kerr, there's no Steph Curry in FIBA this year, so suck it up. Come up with a new plan. Try coaching. Maybe that'll work. In NBA news, Danny Green resigns with the 76ers. Danny says he's quite not ready to go yet, but Danny's legs and his knees are saying otherwise, but they signed him. They signed him back anyway. He's a Carolina brother, so I can't be can't be mad at him. Do your thing, Danny. Uh, congratulations. Uh, the Lakers signed Christian Woods, two years, 5.7 mil. 
And they were like, why does this guy keep moving teams? Well, Christian had a rough start to his NBA career. Now he's uh, now it's just his attitude and his unwillingness to play a role. So you ask, how does this fit in with the Lakers? They just adding pieces. I mean, Christian Woods, yeah, he could play the four to five. He could give uh, AD a break, but he's not a rebounding block shot guy. He's a get his shots up guy. So if he comes in the game, he he's looking to score. He's not looking to play defense and block shots. So, like I said, how is that going to work? Uh, they got Jackson Hayes from the Pelicans to pretty much be the space eater, let AD play the four. So, like I said, he's probably going to give AD a blow. He also can play three, some three. He's that athletic, but like I said, it didn't really make a lot of sense to me. Uh, the Pelicans, Troy Murphy. Troy Murphy the third, he suffered a suffered a left uh, ACL injury. Uh, they don't know uh, how bad it is yet. Uh, no reports have been released uh, since Tuesday. I'll get you up to speed on that when I get it. Moving on now to the WNBA. Brianna Stewart drops a 40-piece once again. No surprise, but this time she breaks the season scoring record, passing the most hated Diana Taurasi. Congratulations, Bree. The Suns' Alyssa Thomas breaks the single-season assist record, formerly held by Courtney Vandersloot. Those congratulations to Alyssa. And Sabrina Inesco sets the single-season three-point record. Uh, wow, this just they're just uh, breaking records all over the place. Crazy in the WNBA. Uh, the Mystics' Christy Tolliver tears her ACL. Um, speedy recovery to her. The Minnesota Lynx, first team to make the playoffs after going 0-6. Congratulations to them. And finally, in the WNBA, legend Sue Bird uh, from the Seattle Storm, named ambassador to the 2026 Women's World Cup. Congratulations to her on that honor. Moving on to women's college basketball, LSU coach Kim Mulkey signs a 10-year $32 million new contract. Guess who's back? Just at LSU. And UConn star Paige Buckers signs a NIL deal with Nike. She said that was a, her dream signing, so she gets to do that before she even gets to the WNBA. That's all I have for the WNBA. We're going to move over to tennis. Well, the Coco Golf blast her way into the U.S. Open Finals. Uh, she's a New York darling right now. She's the first teenager to make it to the finals since Serena. Uh, she'll be facing Irana Sabalenko. Uh, it's going to be a good match. She's up three games. In the five times they've met, she's won three. And Sabalenko's won two. So this should be a pretty good match. Everybody's looking for Coco to bring it home. Hopefully she stays focused and gets the job done. On the men's side, we're down to the final four. You got... Uh, ben Shelton takes on the great Novak Djokovic, soon to be number one Djokovic. And right now, the world's number one, Carlos Alcaraz. He faces 2021 champ Daniil Medvedev. So that should be good, something good to watch this weekend. U.S. Open. Check it out. You won't be disappointed. Now, we're going to get to the meat of the show. Talking about those college games. Let's jump right into it. Top 25. Let's see what we got. 
First, we got Georgia. Number one, Georgia versus Ball State. That's going to be a killing. Don't watch that. Second, Michigan versus UNLV. Michigan rolls. Going to have Alabama. Number three, Alabama versus number 11, Texas. It's the tale of two teams. Nobody, I'm going to say Alabama has the better team, but they we don't know if they have a quarterback yet. Texas has a quarterback, but we don't know if they have the toughness or the grit to hang with Bama. We're about to find out. It's a coin toss. If I was to pick, I'd still pick Bama, Nick Saban over Sarkeesian. Then we got number four, Florida State, fresh off the beatdown from LSU. Beatdown of LSU got Southern Mississippi. Uh, they're too big, too strong for Southern Miss, so I expect another blowout. Number five, Ohio State versus Youngstown State. Uh, hey, Ohio State, don't take out last week on Youngstown State. It's, this is gonna be, if they don't blow Youngstown State out, you know Ohio State has a problem. Number six, USC versus Stanford. All I got to say about that is Caleb Williams. Who's going to stop him? Number seven, Penn State versus Delaware. That's a killing. Hide the women and children. Cover your eyes. Number eight, Washington versus Tulsa. Washington too big, too strong. Penix Jr. at quarterback is the real deal. At number nine, we've got Tennessee versus Austin P. Another killing. Jice Heupel is not playing around. Number 10, Notre Dame versus NC State. We're going to see if the Irish are for real. NC State's been up and down the last couple of years, but they put up points. Are the Irish for real? Is their quarterback for real? We're about to find out. And like I said, number 11, Texas is playing Alabama. Number 12, Utah versus Baylor. Now, Baylor lost their quarterback last week, which caused them to lose to Texas State. Uh, it's going to be a tough one. Uh, Utah's quarterback by, commit, by committee. Uh, I don't think Baylor can hang without, not unless they fix that quarterback situation, which I don't think they have. I think it's going to be the Utes. Number 13, Oregon versus Texas Tech. Oregon should roll, but Bo Nix, they, they blew the team out 81 points. Last week, I don't think they're going to put up 81 on Texas Tech, but they should get the win. Number 14, LSU versus Grambling. LSU, don't take it out on the HBCU because you lost to Florida State last week. Grambling, close your eyes. Number 15, Kansas State versus Troy. Kansas State, too big, too strong. They should roll. Number 16, Oregon State versus UC Davis. Big Cinco back in the saddle on the West Coast. He's going to put up more numbers just to rub it in Dabo's face. Number 17, UNC versus Appalachian State. Uh, this is not the team to underestimate. I know everybody's high on Drake May and he's all that, but remember, Appalachian State beat two ranked teams last year. They beat uh, Michigan three years ago. So, UNC, you better get on your horse and you better ride it because if you don't, App State, App, State, App State will knock you off of it. That's all I'm saying. 18, Oklahoma versus SMU. Let's see if they can hang 73 on SMU. I don't think so. Let's see what kind of coach Brett Venables really is. Number 19, Wisconsin versus Washington State. Could be an upset up in the great Northwest, but we'll see. Uh, Figo's first year as Wisconsin coach, we really don't have a grip on what they are yet. 
Number 20, Ole Miss versus number 24, Tulane. Too much firepower at Ole Miss, unless I'm missing something. But Tulane can hang in there. They should hang in there, but they still should lose this one. Number 21, Duke versus Lafayette. Uh, fresh off their win against Clemson. Shouldn't be a letdown. This should be over quick. Number 22, Colorado versus Nebraska. It's going to be all about the defense, in, in, in my opinion. If Colorado can't stop Nebraska from running the ball, it's going to be a long day. Still not saying they will win the game, not with the weapons that Colorado has, but I think their thing is going to be, Nebraska's thing is going to be trying to milk that clock. Milk the clock, keep Shador and those killers off the field, but it's a home game for Colorado. It's going to be electric. Uh... I don't know what to expect. I'm still taking Coach Prime in Colorado, but we're going to see. Number 23, Texas A&M versus Miami. Upset alert. My, is Miami for real? Has Crystal Ball put together the team that can, that can contend? Now, Miami is not ranked. So that's telling me something in there, but they always have talent. Jimbo got the 10-year contract. He has not lived up to it. Uh, injuries, quarterbacks transferring, we're going to see. I'm I'm taking Miami in this one. Number 24, uh, like I said, they, uh, Tulane is number 24. They plan on miss. And finally, Clemson versus Charleston Southern. Oh, my, how the mighty have fallen. Clemson should win this. But if they don't, Dabo, go ahead and resign. That's all I'm saying. Now, more football. We're going to move to the big boys. NFL couldn't wait. Week one, get your popcorn ready. Let's shout them out. We got Carolina versus the Atlanta Falcons. This is a coin toss. I can't pick them. Whenever I pick Atlanta, they let me down. I don't know. Uh, the young uh, Bryce Young, will he do his thing? Atlanta, B. John Robinson in the backfield is a make-or-break year for the Falcons. I can't call it. It's a coin toss. Cincinnati versus Cleveland. Re return of DW4. Uh, yeah, I think he's going to uh, do his thing. Is Joe Burrow really 100%? We're about to find out. Jacksonville versus Indy. It's sunshine's time to shine. The Colts, no Jonathan Taylor. It should be no problem for Jacksonville if they really want to be contenders this year. You have Tampa versus Minnesota. Two quarterbacks have to prove it. Baker and Kirk. But if I had to pick one, I think Kirk's got a better chance of winning this. We don't know really know what Minnesota is with a revamped offense. But we do know they have Justin Jefferson and some playmakers. So I would have to go Minnesota. Tennessee versus New Orleans. Uh, David Carr's fresh start. We're going to see. Tennessee's always had a good defense. Can Tannehill move, Tannehill move the ball? Is it time for them to let him go? We're about to see. I would take New Orleans in this one, but it wouldn't surprise me if Tennessee won. 49ers versus Pittsburgh. I tell everybody this is the year the 49ers step back. Like I said, they're overrated to me. Purdy is, is not the one, and it's Pickett for real. If Pickett's for real, even though, I mean, San Francisco's defense is going to keep them in it. So, we're going to see. But Pittsburgh at home, I'd take Pittsburgh at home. 
Arizona versus Washington. Arizona is tanking, so it really doesn't matter. They are, the uh, commanders could put their JV out there and win this game. Then we got Houston versus the Ravens. Wow. They may call the game. If Lamar runs and throws and goes wild, they may call the game. Uh, hopefully it won't be too much of an embarrassment. People are actually saying they think the Texans got a chance in this game. I think Lamar thought starts his MVP run this Sunday. Then we got Green Bay and Chicago. Too many unknowns. It's a coin toss to me. I like uh, Jordan Love. I think he's going to play. But then you got the wild card. Justin Fields. Can he play the quarterback position? We know he's an incredible athlete, but can he throw? I keep telling people he came out of high school's number one rated quarterback over Sunshine with the Jags. Can he throw the ball? He's got weapons. It's going to be a problem. Still a coin toss. I still think it's a coin toss. Then we got Vegas versus Denver. Wow. Uh, it's showtime. It's showtime, Russ. The Raiders are a mess. So if we can't get it done against them, it's going to be real trouble in Denver. They want him gone anyway, but I think Russ will rise and shine to the occasion. We'll see. Then we got Philly versus the Patriots. Uh, Philly runner-up last year, the Patriots. Hey, no matter who Belichick's got behind center, that defense is going to be that defense. Uh, Jalen, they did great last year, but now you're still going to have to show and prove. We're going to see. Miami versus Los Angeles Chargers. It's now or never for Tua. Was Kellen Moore really the problem in Dallas as, uh, as he navigates uh, Justin Herbert uh, in the, the Chargers offense? We're going to see. I, I think this is going to be a shootout. Miami has more weapons. They should win this. Then we got the Rams versus Seattle. The Rams rebuilding and the Seahawks are birds of prey. They got them up there in Seattle. So they're probably going to pound, <clears throat> excuse me, pound them out. We'll just wait and see. Then the Sunday night game, we got my Cowboys versus the Giants. And I keep telling people, man, they saying the Giants are better than everyone thinks. And I believe that. But I still don't think Daniel Jones finishes the game. The mob's coming. And Michael Parsons is coming. So I think Dallas, should, I, think Dallas I don't think Dallas is going to blow them out of the water, but they should beat them. Two touchdowns, at least. Okay, in the Monday night game, Buffalo versus the New York Jets. Showtime in Gotham. Is Rodgers going to play like the four-time MVP or will Josh Allen steal a show? We're going to find out. That's another coin toss. I want to say New York, but like I said, Aaron Rodgers played average last year with, with a Green Bay team that's better than the team that he's on now. So, I don't know. Buffalo's been quiet, so they may have something up their sleeve. It's coin toss. I can't call it. That's enough for the NFL. We're almost done here on Friday, uh, Full Throttle Friday. Check out the Major League uh, Baseball. It's winding down. We're going to start with the AL East. The Orioles are still four games up on Tampa. The Yankees finally get back to 500. They're still not going to stop the massive house cleaning that's going to go on after the season. AL Central, the Twins are six and, a, six and a half games up on Cleveland. AL West, the Astros have taken back the lead. They're only a half game up on the Mariners, three games up on the Rangers. And in the National League, 
The NL East, Atlanta still 14, 14 games up on Philly. National League Central, the Brewers are two and a half games up on the Cubs. And in the NL West, the Dodgers are 13 games up on Arizona. Stat-wise, we got uh, Luis Ariz, batting average. He's going to be the batting champ this year at 353. Like I said, thoughts of 400 faded a long time ago. Matt Olson, 47 home runs to lead the league. Matt, o Matt Olson also 116 RBIs to lead the league. Uh, we got two pitchers with 16 wins apiece. Blake Snell at 2.50, so ERA leader. And Emmanuel Class with 38 saves is your saves guy. Uh, We're going to get on out of here. I'm going to give my shout-out. Shout-out to my nephew, Drew, whose birthday is tomorrow. Uh, shout-out to him. Shout-out to Coach Prime and the haters. The haters on Coach Prime. Hate on, because he's going to do what he does. You just sit back and enjoy the ride. Because like he said, last Saturday, he's about get, he's about to get comfortable in this thing. And me too. And, and if you ever played any sport and you listen to Coach Prime's pregame before the TCU game, now that's how you motivate. He had me looking in the closet for pads and I haven't played football in probably forever. Not even Madden. I mean, you know, his his motivational skills is the stuff you aspire to, the stuff that you want your kids to aspire to. I don't understand the hate. And like I said, young people, if you haven't seen his pregame, check it out. But for you young people, like Coach Prime said, you don't have next. You have now. Do what you do to the best of your ability and above all else. Believe. It's your boy OG, and as always, I'm O U T.